0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. This
1: is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: <laughs> Carrasco, a little over three innings pitched, uh, four hits, six strikeouts. Uh, Yankees and Cardinals first pitch coming your way in about 15 minutes. Like I said, I like the Yankees. Uh, on the uh, On the money line... And it's only minus 105, and I'm all about uh, Harrison Bader across the board. Home run, RBIs, bases, earned runs. Uh, I think he has a big night against his former team, the St. Louis Cardinals. 800-919-3776. Before we get to your calls, Bobby and Mike, hang tight. Just want to bring you up to speed. Uh, Draymond Green re-signs with the Golden State Warriors. Four years, $100 million. Uh, Nice chunk of change there's there. So he's been with that team. He's 33. He's been with them for 11 seasons. Uh, And don't forget, they add Chris Paul to the mix. They're going to be the dubs. They're going to be a very interesting team to watch next NBA season. Bruce Brown leaves the Nuggets to go to the Pacers. Two years, $45 million. Uh, The the Lakers have offered Austin Reeves a four-year, $52 million deal. Postseason, he averaged 16 points, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, not only do they need to bring back Reeves, but they also need to bring back Hachimura. Just my two cents. Uh, uh, Kuz- uh, Kuzma is going to be back with the Washington Wizards. Look, my dogs are excited about it. Uh, Kuzma is going to be back with the Washington Wizards at, uh, at $102 million. Middleton is going back to the Bucks, three years for $102 million. Look, my dogs are even more excited about that. And more importantly, in regard to what's going on with Kyrie. Now, reports earlier today was that he was going to meet with the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns, the Heat, the Rockets. But then, like, I was I was on Daily Wager earlier tonight, and like around 6.30 during our show, news broke, another Woj bomb, poof, um, that he's going to re-up with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, three years, $126 million. And you know what? Good for him because he should. Dallas gave up Finney Smith, Dinwiddie, as well as a 2029 first-round pick and a 2027 and 2029 second-round pick to the Nets. So finally, Kyrie does something admirable. 800 Let's go to Bobby in Long Island. Bobby, good evening. Welcome in.
3: Yes, hi, fine. How are you? Um... I want to, before I get to two things along with the NBA, which is Kyrie and Harden, Uh, you know, maybe that's why they should put the 139 batting average for Judge in a playoffs last year and 211 career batting average. And with uh, German, uh, you know, the ump said he has the most sticky stuff he's ever seen, so he must have hit it pretty good that night. Now, let me get to uh, Harden and Kyrie. I don't understand about Harden. If you, Brian Warhurst said he's a fix now, I mean, what? I thought he was an expert. I mean this guy went all for six in his last three fourth quarters last year. And the year before in the fourth quarter. And the previous year went all for two. This guy is the worst. He's a dog. He's the worst he doesn't even want the ball in the fourth quarter. He runs in the corner and highs if you watch the games. I mean this guy's the worst all star fourth quarter player performer of all time in the NBA. If you really watch he it's like unbelievable. And Kyrie Irving to give him that contract to give up all that they gave up. This guy has an, I don't think he well, – you know when the last time he won a playoff series? I think it was 2017, or six years ago. And you think he's worth $40 million a year? You think is worth $40 million a year? Pat Riley went not touch these guys with a 10-foot pole. And this is what's wrong with the NBA. I used to love the NBA. But these guys are so selfish and self-centered. Hunter goes, comes to camp when he, when he receives out of shape, you know, to force himself to get traded. Also a strip club during a pandemic. I mean, you know, Kyrie never plays. I mean, these two guys, and then that's, I was telling my friends, it wasn't going to be a disaster with these two together. So I don't understand. These teams get what they deserve, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Bobby, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, here, here's the thing. Uh, NBA teams have to spend a certain amount of money. And so, a lot of times, you know, we'll see these salaries, and and we'll look at them and go, "Whoa, that player absolutely is not worth that much money." But a lot of teams, you know, there, you know, it's 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 part of their agreement. They ha- there is a minimum that they have to spend. So a lot of teams, uh, you know, th- there's a number of players out there that um, that are getting paid a lot more than what they're worth because of that. In regard to Kyrie. You know, I think Dallas kind of put themselves in a corner here. You give up all of that. Like, I would not, I would not have done that. You know, I think Dallas was looking at this as a quick fix. Let me bring Kyrie in; he will play alongside Luca. And you know, and and I think obviously their expectation was to do a lot better than they did in the postseason. And obviously that did not happen. <laughs> so, uh, so now it's it's about the long term. And in order for the Dallas Mavericks to keep Kyrie in Dallas after everything they gave up and not have him go meet with the Lakers and meet with the Clippers and the Suns and the Heat and the Rockets, Dallas was the team that was able to offer him the most money. And so um, and so I think they had to in order to get him to stay. Uh, let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. Mike, welcome in. Good evening.
4: How you doing, Anita? Anita, how's everything going?
2: Fantastic. How are you doing this evening, Mike? Good to hear your voice.
4: I'm good. You know, let's first talk about Kyrie. Dallas, Kyrie had Dallas by the short hairs. That big Mm -hmm. trade, they didn't really have a choice. Let's just Mm -hmm. be for real. And when and when we go and we think about it, not this year, but maybe next year, will Luca be around? But that's just me. Um, James Harden, he's not for the. I think he's an incredible player, but he's not for us. We've been doing a real good thing, being patient, not jumping on anything. Because if he was gonna do that, we could have just got Donovan Mitchell. And I screamed last year, leave Donovan alone. Look where we are. We, we we was able to beat him. So do we need a, a big time free agent? Yeah, we do, but I don't believe it's James Harden. Not him.
2: Yeah. Uh I, yeah, absolutely. Uh Mike, I, I just I don't I don't quite understand. I'm 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 not and I appreciate the phone call, Mike. Thank you so much. Um, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six Knicks fans, if you want to chime in on this um, I don't get it. He's going to be 34 in August. Last season like I said, he's averaged a little over 20 points in 10 assists a game but still I, I, here, here's, here's my take the 76ers had a better team than the Knicks with Harden and they still couldn't beat the Boston Celtics. Why? Harden 22 combined points in game six and seven. 26% shooting. One of 11 from three point. Game seven, three shots. That's it. Put up nine points. That's it. And oh, by the way, had five turnovers. Are you kidding me? So, you know, I I just... to, To me... I just don't think Harden has anymore. And at the end of the day... I think this Nick squad in regard to what they have, the talent they have here and and their draft capital 7 years, 11 first round draft picks, RJ Quickly Grimes, Toppin, Mitch Robinson, Julius I, I, they they have what it takes in my opinion to get to the get to the postseason again next year. You want the pieces that are going to take you even beyond the first round, beyond the second round. To me, that's where this Knicks team is right now. This is a Knicks team that is ready to 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 make it, try to make it into the Eastern Conference Championships. That's how I feel. What say you? 800-919-3776. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll take your calls. Michael in Long Island, you will be first up. Anita Marks in for Dan Grasso tonight, uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. How you doing, Nina?
1: This is the Dan Grosser Show
0: on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
2: Uh, Coming up in about 15 minutes, Derek Bodner is going to join us. He's with DailySix.com. He covers the Sixers beat. He also covers Philadelphia for The Athletic. Derek Bodner is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. I thought, let's get some home cooking. On our, on our airwaves to find out what's the feel, what's the vibe in and around Philadelphia and the 76ers. Uh, let's go to Michael in Long Island. Michael, you're up. Welcome in.
5: Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, first time uh, caller, long-time listener. You know, for me, James Harden is definitely not what we need. You, you look around the league and you see what, you know, what happened in the finals. Most of these teams that, that made it deep had a lot of bigs on their team. And it seems to be the, the theme in the NBA. So I, I just feel that Knicks need to go big, get someone like a BAM out of Bayou or a, a Carol Anthony Towns. I know like BAM's not available, obviously. But getting someone that's going to be a little bit bigger, that's not going to be a load manager, who's going to be off a lot of games, who's going to play um, a lot of minutes. And then looking at how Thibodeau's style is of defense, putting someone like Harden in. Harden doesn't play defense. So having something like that doesn't make sense for the Knicks. So I just think we need to go young, someone big, someone aggressive, and someone who's going to be durable and play a lot.
0: Yeah, I
2: hear you, Michael. Totally agree, 100%. Let's go to Dave, calling in from his car. Dave, good evening.
5: Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on the show. I love your show, by the way. Um, Look, I'm agreeing with the other callers. I just think Harden and George are those players who are going to have to be low-managed, and particularly Harden's going to be a diva. If, if the Knicks were locked and loaded, and needed to add another piece now, and they had a stronger locker room, I would say yes. But one thing I wanted to bounce off you, if I may, and, and I'll hang up. I really think Obi Toppin is one of these players to watch, much like some of the other towns. I was in Minnesota when Thibodeau was there. I think he's ready to turn the corner, and I hope they know how to implement him and not trade him. Uh, I think they're in line's detention at the end of the playoffs. Um, like to know what you think about that.
2: Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, listen, Dave, there's a lot of people who who feel the same way you do. Um, You know, I, I I had Bobby Marks. uh, I had Bobby Marks on my program quite often. He was on with me on Wednesday uh, talking about free agency, but had him on prior to that in regard to, you know, what, what is it going to, what will it take for the Knicks to land somebody big, like an Embiid, like a Giannis, Right, And it, it was like, out of these 11 first-round draft picks, Bobby said it's going to take at least seven, and it's going to take um, a, a number of, of these guys. Listen, at the end of the day, Knicks fans have to understand this, and we've seen this across uh, the board in, in, in the NBA. You go out and you get, uh, as I like to call them, an alpha. Okay, You go out in the NBA and you get yourself an alpha, an A, pers- an a personality, an, an, an A player. You're gonna to have to give up a lot. You're gonna to have to give up more than what you probably believe that player is worth. It's it we see it time and time. The Suns did it. The Lakers did it. like we've just we've seen it time and time and time and time again. And and I, I think at the end of the day, I I, I truly wanna I, I truly believe, I don't wanna believe, but I truly believe that there will be uh, there will be a number of um of Knicks fans, that if if a monster deal was to go down, I would believe that there'd be a number of Knicks fans that would not be happy with what the Knicks would have to offer to get a, an alpha. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm watching this. Um, I'm watching the Mets game. The Mets are up on the Giants right now, two one, and uh, really a phenomenal catch in outfield um by Nemo. so uh, you've got and Car- let me let me see this as well I just want to see Carrasco now a uh, little over four innings obviously they're in the fifth he's given up four hits one run six strikeouts so uh, a better performance from Carrasco than what we've seen as of yet and, and I'll be honest with you I'm really uh surprised that uh, Cobb is still uh in the game four innings four hits two runs three strikeouts uh, we'll see if he, how, how, much, how long he lasts. This is his season debut because he's coming off of oblique, an oblique injury. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Tommy in Long Island. Tommy, welcome in.
4: How you doing,
2: Anita? Hi, good evening.
4: It's good to talk to you. Can I ask you a question?
2: Well, yeah, what sure, do Tommy.
4: Think, what do you, Anita, what do you think the mess are going to do?
2: Clean house, Do you think got a clean house? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, and thanks for the phone call, Tommy. Uh, you know, we we heard from uh from the owner uh earlier this week, and he said if if this team doesn't turn it around, then uh, more than likely that's what's going to happen. Uh, but they lost another series to the Milwaukee Brewers, they lost two straight, um. So in that series they were one and two. I want to say I, I want to either Joe or Harvey shared a, a statistic with us on Wednesday that they haven't won, they haven't they haven't won a series in like over a month. So I, listen, if if they can't turn it around, they're 17 and a half games back to Atlanta. They're 9 games back in the wild card. I mean um here here's here's what I do believe. Um, I, I do believe that this is an ownership group, an owner, in, in, in a group that is is willing to not um, cut off his nose despite his face. Uh, wh- what do I mean by that? Um, oh boy! Uh, so the the San Francisco Giants just hit a home run, so um, it's now it's, the score is now tied up two two. So and I don't know who hit the home run yet. I'll let you know in just a second. But uh now Mets and San Francisco Giants all tied up at two, top of the fifth. Uh Flores hit the home run off of Carrasco. So I I, I just I wanna believe like as honest as uh Steve Cohn was was the other day saying if 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 this team doesn't turn around and they continue to lose and um at you know as we get closer to the trade deadline. And we feel that it's like out of out of the realm of possibility that this team comes back and, and has an opportunity to make it into the postseason you know we we're not going to be hesitant to to do a fire sale, so to me, that means everybody's going to be available and i I don't have a problem with that. I really don't you know i I think some of the teams. And not just in Major League Baseball. I think teams in general. You have a game plan in the offseason. You make your moves in free agency. You believe in your scouting department. You draft your players. You do everything you can to make sure that you put out the best team possible to try to win ball games. And if it doesn't work, you know, there's a lot of ownership groups. There's a lot of general managers that tread water. And don't want to take, you know, that phrase like "egg on your face." But we're all human; we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Obviously, everybody's worried about losing their jobs. But if you if you say if 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 the writing is on the wall, and the chemistry is not there, and the clubhouse isn't winning. You know, instead of saying, you know, well, listen, we've got the highest payroll Major League Baseball, you know, we're just, we're going to ride this out. No. You know, if the writing's on the wall, boom, you've got to pivot. Even if we look bad, even if we look like, oh, man, what were they doing? Why would they sign Max and Verlander at their age? Didn't they know that they were old and they were going to, you know, it, it would, would have, you know, it's writing it's, it, on a prayer that they wouldn't suffer any type of setback or have any type of a regression this year at their age. How did they know that? Like not not being um, scared of that narrative or 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 fans being disappointed. OK, we know we screwed up. We're going to pivot. and We're going to pivot right now like like i i have more respect for that owner i have more respect for that front office than i do for general managers or teams out there that are just so scared they 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 plan and it doesn't work out and the fan base is irate and then and then they're so scared to pivot they're so scared to admit they made a mistake we all make mistakes We're not perfect, but I understand their fearfulness. Their fearfulness is because they're worried they're going to get fired. I understand, but if you go to, I want to believe, you know, if if you're a general manager and you go to an owner and say, hey, listen, we felt like we did. We made all the right moves. And Buck Showalter, we feel that, I mean, heck, he won manager of the year last year. You think Buck goes from manager of the year to being one of the worst in Major League Baseball in, in less than a year? That doesn't happen. It's not about that. There's something not right in this clubhouse. There's something not right with this team. The, the chemistry is off. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. If, if they continue to lose series, uh, and again, right now, they're all tied up with uh, the Giants 2-2, um, middle of the fifth. Um, I... I I, I want to believe that that this ownership, this owner and, and this front office are going to do the right thing. And I think the right thing would be to push the reset button, blow this up, fire sale, boom, let's start over again. God knows he's got enough money. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. All right. Uh, we come back. I see Vinny in New Jersey wants to talk about Jets and, and, and the Rogers over under. Uh-oh. This could get dicey. I know anytime I talk about the Jets, it's like, whoa, Jets fans come out of the woodwork and just attack me. Um, I don't know, Vinny. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll consider taking your call on the break. Anita Marks in for Dan Grosset tonight, right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN.
1: This is the Dan Grosset Show. On 98.7 ESPN.
6: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.
2: that but we're going to continue to talk NBA and also um, I know our phone lines 800-919-3776 Vinny hang tight I promise I'll I'll get to you I know you want to talk Jets Uh, but let's talk NBA Derek Bodner is joining us now Uh, he covers the 76ers for daily6.com Sixers beat the athletic all the things as my friends like to say Anita, all the things Uh, Derek welcome into the show how you doing
7: I'm doing great thanks for having me
2: Oh, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. So uh, needless to say, Knicks fans all up in arms. Uh, No, nobody wants Harden here. (laughs) Uh, Of course, Woj dropped that Woj bomb that there are five teams potentially interested uh, in negotiations in quote unquote, speaking to the 76ers in exchange for Harden, Uh, the Bucks, Boston, the Heat, the Clippers. Also, I heard Houston uh, that would be six, including the Knicks. So, if you can't kind of share with us, um, you know, how is this? How is this working? I, I know uh, Harden is friendly with the owner of the Seventy Sixers, the front office. They're quite friendly. Kind of I- explain this dynamic where they're working together to orchestrate a trade.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's it's fascinating because all of those reasons that you just listed. And they're all true. He's real close with Michael Rubin, who has actually sold his minority share in the Sixers recently because there was a conflict of interest with Fanatics. Um, but he was, you know, real close with him, who's still, you know, around the team even if he's not known her anymore. He's-
2: oh no! I think we just lost. I think we just lost Eric. Did we not? Um, Okay, I appreciate it. Julian and uh, Chantel producing the show. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Let me know when we have him back. Um, so, uh, uh, again, um, so Harden going to the 76 When Harden left the Nets and went to the 76ers, a big reason that was being reported as to why he went to the 76ers uh, was because he is quite friendly with... Um, with with the owner of the 76ers. And so that's why this, this is how this is playing out is is very interesting to me and, and, and a big reason why I wanted, I wanted Derek on the show. So Derek, welcome in. I, I apologize. We lost you there for a second. So if you could just kind of uh, pick up where you left off and explaining this dynamic and how Harden and the 76ers are going to work together to try to orchestrate a trade somewhere.
7: Yeah, uh, like I was saying, he's real close obviously with, with ownership and Ruben. Real close with Daryl Morey. Uh, and that's why we all expected this wouldn't get to this point. Like, we, I, I think everyone expected there was a possibility he might sign with Houston. There's just a draw there. There's his family there. There's a comfort level there. But if that didn't happen, I think everyone was expecting he would come back to Philadelphia, in part because we expected that Daryl Morey would sort of take care of him. That would give him the contract that he desired. Um, so for this to be playing out, it's very unexpected. Uh, you know, that being said, I do think the history might mean that, look, I think anytime someone like James Harden requests a trade, he's going to have some level of control over where that goes. That's especially true with someone like James Harden, who doesn't always put his best foot forward when he's unhappy in a situation. Uh, But I think also the relationship that he has with Daryl means that they are going to work together. Um, And I think that is a very strong preference right now for the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I think that works because I think the Clippers are the ones who have expressed the most serious and most consistent interest in James Harden. So I think they are certainly front and center uh, when you talk about the the Harden situation right now, um, but I do think they are working together in that regard. Yeah.
2: So I, I mean, let's let's rewind here. I just it seems to me that Harden's never happy anywhere. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Like I just feel like yep. wherever he goes, something always you know doesn't suit his fancy, and oh, I want out. What what went wrong? What went wrong in Philadelphia? Why does he want out of Philadelphia?
7: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a combination of I think he wants the offense centered around him more. He probably thinks he can revert back to some facsimile of what he did, you know, in Houston. I'm not sure he can. I think he was actually playing a pretty good role for this stage of his career last year. But I think he wants the ball more, and I think it comes down to money. I think the Sixers did not want to give him the long-term contract that he desired, and I think, quite frankly, if they did, he'd probably be coming back. You know, I think we can talk about. You know, Getting the ball more, having the offense catered to him a little bit more, I think that's all a factor. End of the day, I think if the Sixers were offering him that long-term deal uh, that he desires, he would be coming back. Uh, so I think, I think money is a, a the driving factor in this.
2: Interesting. Um, Well, uh, you know, I'll I'll revert back to the 76ers and and I'm sure you know this better than I Right, needing just one game to beat the Celtics to advance. And, you know, he combined for 22 points in game six and seven was only shooting 26% was one of 11 from three in game seven, nine points and five turnovers. So I You're, you're, you're and I know you're saying the number one motivational factor here is the Benjamins. I understand that. But number two, are you worthy of the Benjamins to the amount that you want, considering this is your performance alongside, alongside players that are going to um, give you open looks to the basket and, and a better opportunity to score? And you come up with this.
7: Well, I think I think that's what the league is telling him by nobody offering him the contract that he desires, and I think that's something that Jay, that, that Daryl Morey is telling him. By I mean, this is a guy in, in Morey, whose pretty much entire you know reputation as an executive is built around acquiring James Harden, and if he's not willing to give you the long-term contract that you desire, you know maybe you look inward a little bit and you ask yourself, am I really worthy of that at this stage of my career? And when you talk about what happened there in Game 6 and Game 7, it's not like he didn't have the opportunity. He had the ball a lot. And outside of those two games, and look, those two games he had there where he dropped 40 in those two wins were massive, but it's very tough for him to do that consistently at this stage of his career. And the other five games, he shot something like 20% from the field. Uh, He struggles in a big way to score inside at the rim. He struggles in a big way to score inside the arc. And when that step back three isn't falling, he's a very inconsistent player. Very high ceilings, but very low floors as well. And I do think there is a big part of this where he is just not fully um, honest. And I won't say honest with himself because he probably believes in himself. He's just not necessarily in touch with where his game is as he's going to be turning 34 here in a month. Uh, And some players age gracefully. Some players do not. A big part of that is accepting a new reality Physically, he is not the player he was three years ago, and I'm not sure he's completely convinced of that himself.
2: So with that being said, what, what do you think it's going to what, – what do you think the 76ers are are going to demand for him? Because, uh, you know, we, we saw what Dallas had to give up um, to get Kyrie. Uh, we see what the Suns had to give up to get KD. Um, you know, do you feel that the 76ers are looking at those deals and saying, yeah, we want the same – we want draft picks and we want some some players that are kind of going to come in and 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 help us win ball games next year. What 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 do you think that they're expecting in return for Harden?
7: Yeah, I mean it's, it's a it's a it's a great question because on the one hand, you know, he does only have that one year left. Or in this instance, that's probably a benefit because you can take one shot with him and then reevaluate after the season. Um, but there's been so much drama around James Harden over the last couple of years that it has to cool interest a little bit. So I think, you know, they're looking for probably short-term contracts with the way they're set up right now. They only have Joel Embiid and PJ Tucker under contract for next season. I think they prioritize that flexibility for next year's uh, free agency class a little bit. So they are probably looking for short-term contracts and draft picks. Um, And I think draft picks could come in handy if they get to the point where someone like Lillard, somebody of that ilk, the next star to be named later who requests a trade, Um, I think they would like a draft pick or two to replenish their cupboard because they traded a lot to, you know, acquire James Harden. Um, So I think they're probably looking like that. You know, I'm sure Daryl Morey will ask for everything he can at this stage. He's sort of known for asking for ridiculous offers early on in the negotiating process. But I think ultimately this is a player who you probably don't want coming back if he's not happy. We've seen what an unhappy James Harden looks like uh, when he's playing for the Houston Rockets a couple years ago. We've seen an unhappy... James Harden, in Brooklyn, that's not usually a tenable situation. Um, so I think they probably want to get this resolved over the offseason, uh, and I think they're going to have to probably settle for a little less than their normal asking price.
2: Yeah, he's overweight, eating chicken wings and chicken fingers yeah. at strip clubs. That's what happens. Um, Derek Boner joining us here. Uh, again, his work with daily DailySix.com, covering the Sixers beat and also contributing to the athletic. Uh, with that being said, Leon Rose... Uh, Knicks president used to be Embiid's agent. Uh, mm-hmm. m- like maybe th- maybe three months ago, right, there was some talk and speculation. Oh, Embiid could potentially be a trade uh, in-, in coming to the Knicks. What are your thoughts there? What 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 do you anticipate to happen? What's the future like for the
7: 76ers and Embiid? Yeah, it, it's a great question. Like you said, he was Embiid's agent. Uh, you know, Leon was, was a Philly guy. He was in, in the Wells Fargo Center for pretty much every game. That being said, in order for you know the, the Knicks to come into play, Jerome Bede has to actually ask for a trade, and he's you know gone through quite a bit of change here in Philadelphia over the years, from you know GMs and the whole Brian Colangelo situation, and they've changed GMs a couple times now over his tenure. Uh, he's on his um, what I believe third coach during his career. He's on his you know third superstar, uh, depending on how you. Classify some of his teammates, uh, and he has up to this point never requested a trade, never even made any real rumblings about it. This is sort of something that we in the media speculate about because superstar movement is so prevalent and because keeping your superstars and keeping them happy is so important. He's given no real indication that he is anywhere close to being at that threshold where he would make that call. Until that happens, it doesn't matter where his former agent's working, um, the Sixers aren't going to trade him. So, I think right now, I have not gotten any indication that Joel Embiid is close to sort of giving the Sixers any kind of an ultimatum. It's something that is always in the back of your mind. But, you know, the Sixers did just go through a sort of quote unquote down year a couple of years ago when they held um, Ben Simmons out for, you know, half of the season before making that trade. And Joel Embiid didn't really miss a beat. He was pretty supportive throughout that entire process. So, until something changes, I'm going to run under the assumption that he is okay with what is going on uh, and that he will be in Philadelphia.
2: All right, so before we let you go, uh so what are your, what are your expectations for the 76ers in 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 bigger picture here in regard to like the Eastern um conference. Um you know, 76ers obviously, 76ers, the Bucs, Boston, known as the three real true contenders in the East. What are your realistic expectations for them next season?
7: I mean, there's so much up in the air that it's really hard to even really give that kind of an answer right now because is James Harden going to be back? Is, uh, and I'm sure Daryl Morey behind the scenes is saying like, Oh, you know, maybe they can talk him in back into it. Um, because I think that's the way Daryl Morey is sort of wired. Um, maybe they try to do that. Can they bring him back? Is Tobias Harris back? What do they do with their mid-level exception, if they can use it? Uh, I think there is a lot up in the air, um, you know, but I think with Joel Embiid, if he's healthy, you're winning 45 plus games just because he's that good but they will not be a, um, unless Tyrese Maxey takes a completely massive jump, not only as a scorer, but as a playmaker, you know, they're not a real contender right now until they resolve this situation uh, and probably until they make their next big move. So I think they're, you know, I think Daryl Morey is always going to have his eyes and ears on the lookout for a star. That is the way that he is wired. You know, we'll see whether or not the Sixers by making the sh- James Harden trade can position themselves to get a few more assets. So if they can pounce on that, if that becomes available, uh, but I think the Sixers will be very different by the time, even if it doesn't come to, you know, this uh, this summer, by the time the February trade deadline rolls around, I think the Sixers will be very different because I think Daryl Morey realizes they have to be if they really want to contend for a title.
2: Is this another trust the process, Derek?
7: I mean, I think you're going to have to be a little bit patient. I don't think it's going to be quite the three-year um, you know, tear down that happened before, uh, but I think Daryl Morey is going to try to build around Joel Embiid but it might take uh, it might take a couple of months here to get everything lined up.
2: Thank you so much for spending some time with us on this Friday evening and especially on a holiday weekend. Derek, we really do appreciate your time. Thank you.
7: Yep, my pleasure.
2: You got it. Derek Boner joining us. Uh Daily6.com, Sixers Beat, and also contributing to the athletics. So I thought it'd be great to we, we get somebody on in uh, from Philadelphia, just to kind of give us some insight in regard to what's the mindset with the 76ers right now. Uh, We come back. By the way, Mets are up yet again. Um, 3-2, top of the six, so that's good. Rain delay still happening for the Yankees and the Cardinals. Um, So there's that. The Orioles and the Twins uh, getting underway. Twins up 1-0. I like the Orioles on the money line, but again, bottom of the first. So uh, still a lot more baseball to be played and some more plays to be given out. Um, I've got to play in the Diamondbacks Angels game as well as the Rays and the Mariners. And Vinny is on hold. He wants to talk Jets-Rogers. We'll do that when we get back, Vinny. You'll be first up. 98.7 ESPN. On this holiday weekend. Uh, But before we do that, let's go to Vinny in New Jersey. Vinny, welcome in. Hi, Nina. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Uh, Before
4: I get into the Jets, yeah, uh, yeah, you sound great. Are you in Hoboken right now? I'm in Jersey here, too. (laughs) Not far from you.
2: Okay. All right. Um, Before before we get into the Jets,
4: I want to tell you this. Um, (laughs) I lived in Bethesda in the 90s. And if I'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken, you were doing the Baltimore radio, and I think you were simulcast, too.
2: I certainly was, yes.
4: And, um... And I thought and I'm not being like a male chauvinist, but you're you're a pioneer for the women because back that's thirty years ago we're talking. And you were you were a youngster there and and I thought, wow, she's good, man. She's good. And so of the other people there. I didn't like Kornheiser, I'm not a fan, but I you turned me on and so I said women can do this and uh you have a great career obviously. I'm glad you're back in New York.
2: Well, thank you. Vidi. it hasn't been 30 years. Like, but but yeah, it, it, it was it was it was a minute ago. But yes, um, I, I appreciate your, your compliments. Thank you. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. I had a great I had a great run in Baltimore. I was there for, for four years. Um, I hosted afternoon drive from two to six. And it was simulcast on the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. And I had an absolute blast. So thank you. Thank you. But I know you want to talk about the Jets and you want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, right?
4: I do well. I want to talk first of all, with, real quick, with Cobb. You keep saying he's coming off the injury list. He's he's made fourteen starts. I think he got the wrong guy. Cobb's like six um,
2: and
4: four. For a job, no, guy. I'm,
2: no, I'm I'm I being think. told that this is this is his season. This is his season debut no, because he's coming off no, of no,
4: no, 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 wrong. Okay, whoever told you that gave you bad info. Um. Yeah, he's okay, he's, but you want to you? I came to
2: I came to you because you want to talk about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. I do. What do you? I do. I, I only have so, so much time, Vinny. You.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know we're cutting kind of short, but I, I like you. That's why I want to play with you a little bit. Um. So the Jets are nine and a half on FanDuel. You, you do you have you done anything with the Jets yet? They, they got to win ten games. They have to. Because I want to do something with that. And Rodgers, don't forget, last year he won seven games. With no quarterback. Can't Rogers win him ten games, eleven
2: games. Wow. Okay. So um so this is what I'm gonna do. Vinny, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. I'm gonna shelf this conversation just because I think this is a longer conversation to have. I wanna do I wanna do a, a deeper dive into their schedule. Um I do have some concerns. I'm excited about a lot of things for the Jets, but I do have some concerns. So I will dive into this in this next hour. I promise. Um, we have Julia El Baba, who's going to be joining us to give us a Wimbledon preview, uh, that is kicking off over the holiday weekend. So I thought it'd be great to have her on tonight to get us ready for that. Um, and, um, but, but I, I promise I will, I will address your question and I will share with you my thoughts in regard to the jet season. Okay. So we'll definitely do that this coming hour. Uh, more to come. Anita Marks with you in for Dan Grousset tonight. We kick off hour number three next right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Councilman of Creepy Creek.
1: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology